0: Hey everybody, it's Reed. If you've just finished listening to part 1 of our round 4 episode, then you already know what this is all about. This is part 2. If you haven't caught the first part yet, uh, this is the player picks. so I know it's what's most important. But we had a lot of great discussion in part 1, so I still recommend going and listening to that if you can. But if you can't, hey, I still appreciate you listening. Thanks. Uh, All right, let's move on to our ESPN Plus round four preview. Uh, If you guys have not checked out ESPN Plus yet, uh, I've started using it last week, and I found it pretty easy, and the quality is, is good, which I know is a concern for a lot of people. D.C. United. Um, <laughs> FCC. Uh, I can't see. I'm doing this little elbow thing. Yeah, you can see a little bit. Uh, but no, ESPN Plus, I've enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty well. Uh, you can head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. We've got a link there in the sidebar if you're interested in checking it out and uh, and joining. So it's 5 bucks a week, or a week, 5 bucks a month, and uh, pretty, pretty, cheap, pretty cheap. Check it out, ESPN Plus. Uh, Okay, so round four, two things I want to do. Had a question from Reddit uh, from somebody new that I wanted to highlight now. We'll talk about this again next week for sure. But um, Shimmy Shimmy Robinho over on Reddit uh, said, uh, first time we're here, if if you could do like 30 seconds on how midweek matchups work. Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, It's not important this week. Just reiterate that, everybody. This is a bye week. Starts on Saturday. Just things as normal. Uh, but next two weeks, we have Tuesday games. Um, so we have midweek games the next two weeks for round uh, five and six. So the way that will work is the the round will start early. Um, Tuesday or Wednesday tends to be when those – or Tuesday or Thursday tends to be when those games happen. Uh, usually it's going to be – Tuesday. I keep saying Tuesday. That is that is wrong. I am so sorry. Yeah, it's, it's Friday in
1: the next Wednesday.
0: Wednesday. There we go. Yeah.
1: And I mean, the next two, I think like five and six, I don't think we have them until Friday. I don't think we start midweek games until until round seven, in which it starts on a Tuesday.
0: There we go. Okay. So I got the, we're going to cut that. <laughs> so that's no, where you not. got it. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to cut that. That's just that's stupid. Uh, I have some color coding on a chart, and I just forgot what my color coding was. Um <laughs> On round seven, there we go, thank you, Mike, when the the Wednesday games start happening, there we go, Wednesday, not Tuesday, uh, when Wednesday games start happening, uh, the round's just going to start earlier, and so those teams that play on Wednesday will be locked, and uh, you won't be able to use them for switcheroos. Uh, They'll be horrible switcheroos. You won't be able to use them for switcheroos, um, but uh, they will not impact transfers later on. Uh, so, so actually if you, they, they'd make horrible people to have on the field for your switcheroo, but if they are a switcheroo option, you'll get to see those points. So in that way, they'd be great switcheroo's. Uh, I made this really good, good players
1: to put on the bench. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've done a horrible job of talking about this right now because I wasn't prepared for it at all. Uh, I'll be much better <laughs> next week. I, I know, right? That was, I'm so, shimmy, shimmy. I'm so sorry with, <laughs> with just sticking my foot in my mouth. Uh, so all you really need to know, I'm not going to edit this out, but if I, was, <laughs> then I would right now to save face. But yeah, You're uh, not
1: like Andrew Weeby. <laughs> I own it.
0: I own it. Uh, no, so all you really need to know from that from that ramble right there uh, that I'll cut down next week is that uh, the round just starts early those teams will get locked out, but it won't impact any of the other transfers you can still make. Um, it, it could impact your switcheroos, but just keep an eye on how those teams perform and where you place them so that you can still um, make adjustments to your team afterwards. That That's all it is. Uh, so it's just, it's just a quirk of our system thanks to our, our buys and, and how everything's worked. So uh, we'll cover it more next week, but great question. Welcome to MLS fantasy. And if you are new and have a question and you want me to maybe get it right on the first try or butcher it, uh, send it to me and I'm happy to go through it and, and help just like demystify some of those things that you guys might have uh, on your mind about what, how this game works. So let us know we're happy to help in every way that we can. Okay.
1: Yeah. Some we should probably throw in if, if there're a new player new players who aren't used to those midweek games and obviously we we'll get to this more in round seven. Um, but if they, if a team does play two games, Um, in a double game week, they get points for both of those games. So if Wayne Rooney starts in game one and he gets a goal and then he starts in game two and gets a goal in there, he's going to get credit for both goals. Um, It's not best game of or not an average of or anything like that. Uh, So obviously those players will be very important. Uh, dealing with rotation will be something important and we'll get to all those questions uh, when those w- weeks arise So yeah, uh, it's definitely something to be worried about But thankfully you got a few more weeks to so just get used to who is good and who's not before before we get into yeah. all that
0: mess Yeah, we'll talk about the how the do not plays work and and players locking and things like that So
2: yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna jump in here too, shimmy Shammy, uh, great question. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm doing a new series with Fantasy Boss, so I'm going to plug it early, uh, for Golden Rules, and it's specifically designed for newer players like you to try to pick up on some of these expert tactics as early as possible and kind of just share some of the wisdom we've got as a collective and just get it out there, and the Double Game Week one is coming. Uh, we've got till around 7, so I'm going to be hitting a lot of the easy-to-pick-up advanced tactics like how to set up a proper switcheroo in the double game week and what to look for in certain players and all of that. So be on the lookout for that. And for the rest of the community, if you have those questions, if you're new, I've got this series rolling out every week tailored to answering some of those questions. Uh, last week's was captains and how do you pick your captain between a forward and a midfielder and all of that. So if you have those, hit us up with them because I can turn those into an article that you can go back and reference over and over and over again, instead of having to find that specific time in the podcast as well. Uh, it's sometimes a lot easier just to listen to us talk about it, but we'll throw those out there. So keep hitting us up with those comments. We love them.
0: Yep. Yeah, and if I like your question, I might put it in the article or the, the newsletter for MLSsoccer.com that I put out uh, each each week, uh, last week, we talked about when to chase on-form players, when to chase value. And uh, it's it's just tips like that that apply to new and old players as well. So, yeah, keep throwing those questions out at us. We love them. Thank you so much. Uh, the second question, that's sort of the thesis for this whole discussion about uh, the round four expectations, comes from RJ Gage. Uh, actually, that's not his his Twitter name at R. But it's Jessup, uh, one of our Patreon supporters, uh, Cincinnati fan as well. So that makes him awesome.
1: Uh, And
0: uh, his question is, um, is everyone expecting that there's going to be a fantasy MLS template for next week with just so few teams playing? Uh, I assume everyone will max players from Dallas, New York, Red Bulls, LAFC, and maybe Columbus. Uh, Cincinnati versus New England looks only interesting for for match differentials. So uh, that's a great question. And I think, guys, I don't think we need to answer that right now separately, but uh, just keep that in mind as we're answering this section about how a template team may be impacting uh, your picks, what other people are picking, and what people may want to do to break the template or if they even should. So with that in mind, let's do uh, keepers, defenders, and clean sheet chances starting this off. Blaine.
2: Yeah, so right away, I'm going to throw you out the curveball. I think this is a great spot to break from the cookie cutter. Um, I, you look at this with the way RSL is going to be decimated by um, absences due to red cards, due to call-ups. They're going to be missing a lot of key players. Uh, that makes LAFC one of your hot, hot picks for defensive stats but they've got the offensive firepower to really take advantage of it. So where do you go? Like Tyler Miller is probably my number one goalkeeper this round, followed up by Luis Robles. But currently who I have in my lineup is Maurer of Dallas. Um, Colorado is a little streaky, a little hit or miss. I'm really high on them this year. But Maurer is probably going to get the start for Dallas. He's a 4.5. So that's the immediate keeper option, first game of the round. And I've got him rolling into either the New England or the Cincinnati goalkeeper, Richie, depending on who starts there, um, just to see. Um, I go big or go home on some of this. I think a 4.5 starting keeper, if he hits in that first game, is going to be huge. Um, That said, I don't necessarily trust Dallas to go get the points getter somewhere. So that leaves me kind of... uh, a little hit or miss there. So I think this is a great spot to use uh, one of your Dallas spots on probably the better team at home um, and go from there. With that said, uh, Hollingshead, I think, is one of those cookie-cutter picks. He's got the average. He's got the price. I think he should probably be in every lineup he's been putting up the bonus points. After that, um, it really is kind of a take-your-pick. The Union – or – Columbus is going to be missing some players. I've got Sarró in there for the money. Um, if you're playing the value game, he's your cookie cutter pick. But if I was playing strictly points, again, LAFC, New York Red Bulls, that's where I'm kind of going for this one. So the three I've got right now on defense are Hollingshead, Parker, and Sarró, with Maurer being my starting goalkeeper. Mike.
1: Um. So I have similar at keeper. I have Maurer and um, Richie. Um. Then going off forward, I have one little each of LAFC and New York Red Bulls. Uh, I have, I have right now Walker Zimmerman. Um, I know there are more or cheaper options, but frankly, right now I had the money. So I just went with him. Um, also figure maybe he's a decent set piece, um, chance. Um, I have to kind of do some more research to kind of see if uh, about that, but, um, I basically just have him in there as a placeholder for someone from LAFC because of how good they've been. Uh, I have Duncan from the New York Red Bulls. Um, Cheap 5.2, seems to be started, has good averages. So uh, I think he was originally priced as a non-starter. It looks like he's made his way into the starting lineup. So uh, I think he's good for a price rise and good for a pretty good opportunity uh, at home against Orlando. Um, Then otherwise – I have Ziegler on my bench from FC Dallas. Um, I didn't have Hollingshead. Uh, Ziegler's uh, had a little bit higher average. I I think he's gotten a goal. Um, So I'm thinking he's going to get a price rise or at least the opportunity for one. Um, So I have him on my bench. Um, And then I have – and, and Reed, you can help me out in the pronunciation here. Uh, DePlanier from (laughs) FC. What's that?
0: Same. The plane. I was going to Deplain. say, because you know, I'm so good at pronunciation, so
1: the <laughs> plane, the plane. It is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have the plane.
0: So a lot of people want to say "deplomb," but it's it's actually uh, Mathieu.
1: Deplom. Yeah. See, I wanted to Frenchify. I know, right? Uh, from Louisiana, but uh, so the plane. Um, he, you know, he he had the last two rounds uh, were pretty good. So right now I have him sitting there. I'm not really certain if I want to stick with that, um, but I have three Dallas Red Bulls and LaFC. And so, you know, to look otherwise, do I trust Reds players? Um, I don't know if I really trust uh, Columbus on the road with, uh, and that's probably one I should we we should address. Uh, I didn't put Sorrow uh, in this. Maybe I will for a price rise, but I don't really trust them all that much uh, without Will Trap, uh, without Zardes, and probably without Stefan. That that that's a big impact on on their defense and their defensive scheme. So uh, I'm a little suspicious on them.
0: Yeah, so so for Cincinnati, of course they're they're not going to have Waston right there, and the uh, plane is probably the most versatile player that we have. He's been playing on the left right now. I think normally he is more of a right side. So with Garza probably back to the mix, he's subbed on the last two rounds. I assume he will take up his normal spot as well. Pal will be gone, so. We could see the plane move either onto the right or just straight up into center because he did some center as well. So he, he's really a guy who can play any of the positions uh, that, that are needed from him on defense. So he could be anywhere on the field in that back line. Uh, for me, looking at this round, I there have been 12 clean sheets total uh, during these first three rounds. Uh, most of them came in round two. Uh, one in round one and the rest, uh, very few of them came this this round three. Uh, so I am just fed up with defenders right now. Uh, <laughs> just just not having any of it. So I am budget in the back, totally right there. I think this is the reverse fantasy mullet right here, Blaine. Um, budget in the back and just just everything into the front attacking that I can. So I have looked for the cheapest players that I can possibly find from home teams that may have a good shot at a clean sheet. Uh, Just like you guys have been saying, I like the New York Red Bulls and I like LAFC as the best probably clean sheet chances that we have against Orlando, which has not been great. And Real Salt Lake, which has also not been great and is missing two starters with uh, red cards. So I have the Silva right now just because he's he's super cheap and uh, I believe he's, he's good to, for the start. And then I also have Pedroso, uh, he's a bit of a placeholder to see what happens. I have a little bit of money left over. I know he filled in for Cannon when he was gone, so I'm just waiting to see uh, who really starts in the back there, and I'll go with whoever is the absolute cheapest. But I've got 1.1 million extra in my bank right now, so I can fill in a little bit extra for a defender there. Uh, I splurged and went with Robles as as my my keeper, and the, But I may go with Richie, or I may go with with Maurer, like you guys were suggesting as well. But yeah, I just want I just want Budget as much as I can, and uh, the crazy one that I went with because I know that Columbus was uh, is probably one of the most significant teams suffering. Actually, maybe Columbus and Cincinnati are the two are the more significant teams suffering from international call ups this week. Um, but I I just threw in uh, Gaddis right now, um, and I didn't even check to see how he's been playing, and I don't care because he's he's four million. <laughs> I really don't care. I don't care <laughs> at all. He's he's four million. Columbus's attack may not be as much of a bite as it was, but even if it isn't, I, I, I really don't care. Um, I have I have two other just four-point scrubs right now, and what I may do, since I don't know how Philadelphia is, is going to roll, I might take a chance on a New England player or a Cincinnati player later in the week and put both of those players on my bench and just have two scrub placeholders and just let whichever defender has the higher score sub on because I really don't care um i'm i'm just i'm just gone for total budget which is is maybe different and where do you guys stand on this with the call-ups and the buys is this a week where you think defenses will be a standout because of missing players or do you think that uh it will be the same scenario that we've been seeing and we'll see
2: a lot of these sort of one-one games or, or just no clean sheets It really depends on the team and how badly they're decimated. Um, One team I don't think we've given uh, enough credit to is Colorado for this, uh, myself included. They just, I mean, other than a spectacular Johnny Russell free kick, they shut down Sporting Kansas City. I mean, that was a 1-0 game into the 80th minute, and Russell just moment of magic. Um, You're talking about FC Dallas minus a few players. I mean, Brian Acosta has been – a huge asset for them, uh, Carlos Gruezo. Um, uh, from the few years I've gotten to watch him play, he's he contributes a lot to the attack. He kind of plays that Chara Avi role as a defensive midfielder. He just he gets in there and gets the work done, but he really does help fo- uh, focus the attack going forward on that. That's two big pieces, and then Jesse Gonzalez missing in the back too. Um, that's I mean that's two big pieces plus your goalkeeper that's missing against the Colorado team doesn't look that bad this year. Um, do you think Dallas can score without those guys? I don't know. I, I'm on the fence on that. So it's one of those weigh your options here, but Dallas is missing a few key players. Colorado's going to have a mostly intact team at this point. I think they're only missing some subs or something like that. Um, maybe you go with that unit that's together against a completely missing team. And that's one of those where Colorado could get a huge boost from this. Uh, but on the flip side, um, Columbus missing a few guys. I mean, that could be a huge boost for the Philadelphia attack that's looked pretty terrible all season. Outside of Fabian, it's been almost nothing from Philadelphia. So maybe this is a chance where you go look, oh, Philly's got a few absences, but this is a chance where their offense is really going to be able to click against a little bit disjointed defense. So I think it's... a largely situational on who's missing from what team and how important those figures are for that, for that team and the way they usually play.
0: Yeah. That's, that's actually, I guess you stole my thunder, but maybe Mike's thunder as well uh, (laughs) for the more offensive side about Colorado. And that's why I didn't go with any Dallas defenders besides Pedroso or really go heavy with them just because I am a little concerned about Colorado and, and what they could, put up and uh i i don't know i don't know what to expect from dallas uh with with some of their pieces missing so i think that some of the offenses that we have available to us are still going to go really well and so my general strategy for this entire round is cheap on defense and put as much into the attack as i can if you do want to take a risk on a new england player uh because mike already talked about probably the, the better pick from cincinnati uh they're kind of expensive for how bad they are, uh, but but buy is is a good option. It's a buy week, so go with buy. I guess he's four point four. He's he's played the last couple of rounds for them, so uh, that's about as a cheap of a of a switcheroo option as as you could get uh, if you're if you're really going for for some differential right there. I think a lot of people are going to be banking on on New York and uh, L A as as core players for them Uh, it's just going to depend on if you want to actually throw some guys into the attack or if you want to spend two of your three uh, player positions on that defense and I think uh, I don't know where the template's going to be with that I think people are going to try to diversify it and then try to get some of that attack out of there so uh, that's that's just my spot if you want someone cheaper from Cincinnati uh, you still have Hagland uh, who's 5.6 and will continue to be in the middle right there Garza is five so that could be a really sneaky pick as well from Cincinnati, to get some offense out of them. Uh,
1: so, so this is what I wanted to say about the defense and offense and clean sheets. I, I think this week defense is going to be your differential. If you're talking about the template teams, a lot of the good diverse attackers are plucked up by international injuries. I mean, RSL pretty much has no attackers between the red cards international call-ups. Uh, Philly has lost Burke. Um, you know, <clears throat> Cincinnati doesn't have Adi. Uh, we Glenn just talked about a bunch of the absences for FC Dallas. Uh, and I mean, the New York Red Bulls don't have Kaku. so you're pretty much, they, they don't have a low either. So, you know, you don't have a whole lot of choices to pick from. So I think when you're filling out your team, you know, you start with your LAFC, you start with your rebels players, but there's not a whole lot of great offensive options out of that. I mean, I, I can probably tell you who, who's most people's offensive players are going to be this week with like maybe one or two variations. Um, defense is going to be where there's a lot of difference. So, for me, I didn't mind. I had a bunch of extra money left up because the midfielders this week aren't the, the best picks, aren't the premium midfielders. And so, you can kind of like, you know, for the reasons I picked Zimmerman is like he's a little bit better, consistent average. And I think this may be where the differential is this week. So, um, you know, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of great options because, let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of great options anywhere this week, uh, outside of Red Bulls and LAFC, he seems to be kind of struggling and Columbus has been good, but you know, they, they've been hit hard by the injury call up. So although I do like Columbus's matchup against Philly for one reason, but we'll get to that later.
0: All right. Uh, thank you guys. This also, uh, hits on a, uh, a Reddit question that we got, uh, from, uh, Le Prof 96 uh, maybe. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that was part of his question asking us about, uh, general strategies for the week. So uh, I hope that helps you get a little bit of an insight into what we're thinking as well. Uh, let's move on to midfielders now, Mike.
1: Okay. Um, so midfielders, uh, I think you start with, uh, uncertainty about LAFC. Um, Lee Wynn did not play in the last game. I should have mentioned that in the injury report. Um, if he plays, I might shuffle this a little bit, uh, but right now I have Daniel Royer coming off a, a great week uh, without Kaku. Again, I, I think he'll be involved at an $8 million and, and almost certain to get a price rise with his 13 points last week. Uh, I, I think he's probably a must-own this week. I also have Pax and Pomicle. Um He started the last two games. Um, he subbed on in the first game, um, so that First game will drop off of the three-week average, so uh, 6.7, real cheap. Um, regardless of whatever Dallas' problems are, I'm going to take a 6.7 attacker who is putting up consistent bonus points. Uh, I think he's a great option. Uh, and then I have um, I have Gil from New England Revolution. Uh, he's scored all of their goals this year um, with FC Cincinnati's problems defensively. I think if there's any problems that they have, I think is going to be involved in that game. Uh, It's a home game for them. Um, They haven't looked great, but they haven't looked as terrible um, as we've seen in years past. So, um, you know, he's pretty much the only revolution player I trust (laughs) between price and and output. So um, I have Gil, and then I have um, Pedro Santos uh, on the bench, 7.5. What I like about Columbus's matchup uh, against the Philadelphia Union is the Union have been playing more of a diamond uh, whereas Columbus really works on the wings, uh, and so I can see someone like Pedro Santos, who's on the wing, getting a little bit more crosses. Um, and he's not going to have Zardes, but he's going to have Patrick freaking Mullins uh, to to cross to this week. Uh, you you guys know I love Patrick Mullins. He's been waiting uh, for it, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I mean, I, th- I think I, I think he can have some success, and at seven point five, I'm willing to put him on my bench as, as Potter and auto
2: blame yeah actually uh, we talk about cookie cutters and mike and i think a lot alike on some of these weeks (laughs) um royer gill and McCall were the first three midfielders i added to my team uh carlos gill uh, he's just he's the only bright spot for philly or for new england this year so far and uh, in a normal week i would not be taking him but given the call-ups for fc cincinnati i think he's almost a must-own at this point. There's going to be a little disorganization in the back. Uh, it's inevitable in these weeks. And you're talking about a team that's only played three times together in regular season play. And now we're going to be shaking it all up, and they're going to be losing their captain for the first time. Um, it's really hard to bet against that. Uh, I'm also with Mike. I think Lee Wynn's probably your best midfielder option for LAFC this week. Give it If he starts. If he doesn't start, you're scrambling. And I actually don't know that this is an LAFC position in midfield if it's not Lee Wynn. Um, I, I know that I'd probably switch out a switch in a defender and go get Sean Davis, but I know that's coming up late enough that you can't see it. So Lee Wynn's probably going to be in a in an honor spot or a switcher spot, and we'll see. And I'd probably have to roll him into somebody in that last game. So it's kind of a crapshoot there. I may actually just drop him talking about it to Sean Davis and take my chances, and just uh, forget about win for this game. Uh, The fifth guy I've got in there, because I'm actually putting five full in here, is uh, Frederico Higuain. Um, They're going to be missing some key players, which means he's going to get more touches. Uh, I think they're going to have to funnel most of the attack through him. I know they like to do the wide play, but uh, Mullins isn't quite suited for the wide play as Zardes is. I think Mullins is gonna be better utilized with Higuain throwing balls into him from, more from the middle instead of crossing big balls in. So I think that's gonna change up the Columbus tactics a little bit and that's gonna make Iguain that much better for this round.
0: So I have to say I have changed my lineup listening to you guys talk right now because <laughs> Gil, Gil was not on my radar at all. Uh that's that's how much I don't think about. Uh New England <laughs> a lot of time. Uh, so I did just rearrange some few things right there but um, uh, I agree with what a lot of you guys were saying I think Royer is is definitely uh, a, a cookie cutter pick that that a lot of teams are going to have this week um, I think Higuain's a great pickup lane I've got him on my team uh, I've had it in Gill which really didn't take much much finagling because that's that's uh, Great information to point out. Uh, Nine point seven is what Gil costs, so he's pretty easy to work in. I think this week, uh, I disagree completely with you about LAFC not having a midfield option without Lee Win because I think uh, at Westa at at Est. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> Everyone, we got I got called out on Twitter this week for for pronouncing names incorrectly and and then about our, our Spanish L's and uh, and then I immediately was followed up. By, I love the show. So I really appreciate that. Um, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's not a show if I don't butcher a name, but, uh, Atuesta is a 6.9 midfielder. Lee win was gone last week. He took four corner kicks when Lee win is not there. He looks like the guy who's going to be on some of those set plays and against RSL. I think that is a good shot as an LAFC option. Uh, Totally optional, though. I've got money in the bank still where I could switch to somebody else depending on what goes on, and I think that's what's important for some of these players you don't know. Go with the higher one and then see who plays, and that gives you plenty of room to be able to switch down to downgrade to the other player. Um, I am also – go ahead. Did you want to say something?
2: Oh, I was going to jump in and ask you a question there because you called me out. I I get it. Um, I did. (laughs) I would – Like I said, downgrade Lee Wynn to Sean Davis is kind of my thinking here and not knowing if Lee Wynn's going to play. If it's not Lee Wynn, and I'm talking, and we'll get to it in a minute, but I do not have an LAFC defender because I have Lee Wynn in the lineup. So my question for you would be, is it – take Lee Wynn and a Red Bulls defender or take, say, a Sean Davis or somebody else and an LAFC defender. And that's my reasoning here. If I make that switch and pull Lee Wynn out, I'm putting an LAFC defender in, in his place.
0: I don't have a Red Bulls defender. That's that's what I'm doing, is because I want cheaper people. So, back to that previous conversation, is I've gone budget in the back because I want to throw money. You
1: don't want a 5.2 from Duncan?
0: That is That would be my most expensive... <laughs> uh i mean i because i mean i very well could because uh, like i said I, I switched some things around uh and i've got i've got uh two defenders on the bench that i could i could definitely save some money there and i could just not go with the switcheroo but i have uh i have a switcheroo set up right now for for a defender so but i i'm I'm not banking on him. I'm going for some of these attackers. So uh, the last one I have, I also have five midfielders. Is uh, Fabian up in Philadelphia? Because I don't know, he was uh, pretty impactful in his first game. Didn't come away with some of the points that you might want, but he was he was still very active, and I liked what I saw. Uh, nobody liked what they saw in the second game, and we didn't get a third game. So this is his third game, <laughs> and uh, as we mentioned before, Mike with some of those call ups that I that could be some interesting potential. Right there, but uh, he's he's a he's a bubble guy for me. He's he's a bubble guy for me this week, mm-hmm. and I'll see where that goes.
1: And see, I, I didn't like Fabian this week um, because I mean he didn't really do much outside of the goal in, in week one um, as far as bonus points, and I don't think he was really on track uh, in week two to get a whole lot of bonus points before his red card. Uh, and then when you take out Burke, it's like who's who's he passing to, um, or who's he creating? To,
0: he's right. gonna do it. He's got it.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So maybe bubble. he just makes it all, all by himself. But.
0: Yeah. He's on the bubble. Maybe, maybe I'll get Lee win. And no, <laughs> uh, but no, he's, he's a bubble
2: guy for me, but that's, that's who I've got right now.
0: Uh, let's move on the forwards. Blaine.
2: Uh, I'm running a full three, forward set this week. Uh, as we talked about earlier, Vela has got to be in there. Uh, I think he's your number one must own for the round. Followed up with Bradley Wright Phillips. Uh, He's got an eight on the average from one game, so nothing terrible. Orlando hasn't been great on defense. Um, you got to go with it. And then uh, Christian Ramirez is called up. That means Diamande is your for sure starter, and that's a late game. Um, I really think this is going to be a cookie-cutter forward formation. I think everybody at this point should be able to afford these three. Um, If you can't afford these three, take a look at Reed's defenders and go figure out how you can afford (laughs) these three. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if you don't have Call in your lineup, go put him in your lineup and make sure you get these three attackers. Like, I, I don't see anybody I really like better than these three for the round. Um, if you want to take a differential, if you're afraid of Diamande and Vela being on the roster at the same time and stealing goals from each other, um, go look at either Kai Kamara or Diego Rubio from – colorado i think both of them could have a very good game in this one rubio got his first goal with colorado this weekend um it was definitely a poachers goal um is definitely is going to be your better option overall and then the other guy i really like this week and he would be in there if it wasn't for diamante for sure starting and that's teal bunbury with philadelphia or with new england wow i'm getting those two teams mixed up because they're both about equally (laughs) bad at this point um, it's
1: not the first time it's it, happened on the pond, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. Uh, anyway, New England has really no good options at forward other than Bunbury. The, the Caicedo was li- is listed as a forward, or Panea, One of the two uh, <clears throat> was higher priced than Bunbury going into the season, and has completely tanked and isn't even starting at this point. Um, in In this situation, I think Bunbury's got to be there. Is is their number one forward going forward for the season, and in this one, if it wasn't for these other guys, him playing into this FC Cincinnati game, he's just, I, I want to include him in my lineup. I love him as a person. I've met him a couple of times and I really want him in my lineup this weekend, but my fantasy brain just won't allow it. Mike.
1: Um, So I have the same, same three. I have BWP and Vela on, in the starting lineup. And then I have Diomande as part of my, um, you know, three person, uh, auto Rue, uh, that's going on right now. Um, but you know, unpredictably, if you, if you're going to go my recommendations for a differential pick, um, throw in Patrick Mullins on the bench, (laughs) Uh, 5.5, he hasn't been substituted on. Um, and I mean, Philadelphia hasn't looked like the best defense, um, at all. And I mean, I, I think Columbus, even though they're they're missing Zardes, they still do have a bunch of their attackers. They'll still have Higuain. They'll still have Pedro Santos. Uh, I, and, you know, I think Blaine and I disagree a little bit. I, I think Patrick Mullins actually can kind of work in a game like this on the road uh, where he just they just need wide play to go around the the midfield diamond. And Pedro Santos just whips it in uh, for um, Patrick Mullins to get it kind of tap in. Um, Saying, I mean, at 5.5, you put him on the bench. If he scores, you're probably getting a price increase. So, and, you know, 5.5, he's not going to really lose a whole lot um, if he just puts up a two. So, you know, if you're really hurting for budget, um, I think he'd be a a great, interesting differential.
2: Uh,
0: I think you guys uh, have – we had another Reddit question that was asking us about Diamande that uh, was asking if he would be a sneaky – captain punt uh i think that's too if you dare to Diamande, i think that's a bit too risky um but i think you guys have given away diamante as a uh a third forward this week i was looking at somebody different and it sort of fell i have uh vela and bradley right phillips like you guys have i think that will definitely be part of the template team those two players the third player who i was looking at right now and i was in a toss-up actually between fabian and this player and i also was super crazy and toyed around with Dwyer for a little while. Two goals, one <laughs> assist in his first three games. Uh, but but the Red Bulls defense is definitely some a force to be reckoned with. Um, and that goes back to what you were talking about earlier, Blaine, about Colorado, and they they've put some things together that have been interesting at times. And so I was actually looking at Rubio right now as a as an off the bench forward, six point nine. Uh, going against Dallas, that's uh, missing its starting keeper. Um, have allowed some goals this year, so I thought that uh, Rubio might be a sneaky pick. Diamande, though, is definitely a nice option. I would have no problems if people are thinking about that. You mentioned worrying about going with Villa and at another uh, LAFC forward. I would have no options or problems at all going with those two players um, there's passing that happens back and forth. Vela's pretty good about doing that. And usually Ramirez or Diamande is is often involved in a goal, even when Vela's not the focal point all the time for this team. So if you are thinking about Diamande and Vela, just just go with it. Go with your gut because that's that's not a, a worry, I think, as it is sometimes with other teams uh, who you're going to go with if a, if a double forward system like that. Especially since it's not like one's playing behind the other or in a two striker system they're they're spread out and it and it works it works better but yeah a little bit differential uh not quite set on that there's a couple of positions i'm still thinking about you guys have given me some good information as well so i hope everyone's listening uh i mean i definitely reworked my team as we were doing this conversation so uh but but we'll find out we'll find out captains mike or did you have something to add
1: uh the only thing i was going to say is i was surprised no one uh brought up uh uh rossi but i is is he hurt? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think Rossi's uh, – the reason if, if anyone asks about Rossi, since there's not a whole lot of forwards, um, I mean, we talked about a bunch, but I know everyone's going to be looking at LAFC. Um, I didn't pick Rossi because his best week so far has been week one, which is probably dropping off for the week average. He hasn't gotten a whole lot of bonus points, and he just put up a one. So um, that's why I stayed away from Rossi. I, I figured we'd address him since LAFC is probably going to be the big focus point. Um, and most of their great offensive players are listed as forwards.
0: <laughs> All right. Captains,
2: Mike.
1: Uh, I, I think it's got to be Vela unless you're just doing the differential.
2: Blaine. Yeah, it's got to be Vela this week. And I agree. Easy
0: decision for Vela with the form that he's been on already. All right. What <clears throat> uh, would you
1: do if you went differential?
0: Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips. No. I probably would go, even though I like the midfielders. I just talked about that today. I I would probably go with the forward this week, uh, just because I think Orlando's not been great and the Velo's form make those two guys probably the two top captain picks for this round. There's
1: no great, consistent, premium midfielder available this week. No, no. That's, um,
2: that's if I, if I had to pick a semi-premium midfielder, because there isn't really a premium midfielder at this point in this week. Um, I'd probably go with Gill, honestly. I knew you would say he's got one of, he's got one of the best averages for the largest body Mm -hmm. of work. And this is a good matchup potential where if you're looking for the differential, this could be a goal and an assist or a multi-goal game for him. I don't think it has anything compared to what Vela's ceiling does, but if you're looking for that differential and trying to snag some points, that's where I'd be going.
0: Uh, Anybody even taking a shot at anybody from Philadelphia? I know I, I mentioned just Gaddis just, because he was cheap in Fabian, but uh, I, mean, I mean they.
1: No, I mean th- those. That's that's one of those like awful matchups because th- there's helped. too many absences on both it, both teams. I don't want to put my captain pick on either of them because I mean I, I kind of feel like that's like a one-one draw. You know what that's I mean? Fair. Like I mean it could go wonky either way, um, but I mean Philadelphia without if Philadelphia had Burke. I'd probably be looking more at them and Fabian, but I mean, Burke has been such a crucial player for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was creating so many chances Um, now. I mean, maybe if Aronson, the kid who scored for them plays again, you know, maybe throw that, but I mean, not, not for a captain pick.
2: Yeah, no way it's a captain pick. Um, I I think there are a couple of defender shouts in this, in this lineup. I mean, if Gaddis starts and you don't have a bench full of transfers, Um, you got a free free auto-roo there. Even if you don't want to auto-roo him because you're just afraid of his score and you don't want to put him in there because you've got him, throw him on your bench if you're not using that money or that spot for anything else. It's a free price rise if he gets one. And if he starts... um, The other guy I've really kind of liked this year is Elliott. Um, He seems to be their best bonus point producing defender that they have. And against a club like Columbus, if they start taking... Taking on some pressure, he's going to be the guy in there. I think Wagner and Trusty have better averages, but they've get they've gotten involved in the offensive side. Elliott's average is, I think, strictly bonus point production. So he's he's probably your best shout for a defender for this team, unless it's Gattis at four and getting a start.
0: All right, uh, that came. It was another question. Uh, a newer player hit me up on Twitter. Uh, we are Philly. Uh, he was having some trouble posting on Reddit, and so I wanted to make sure we got his question covered in there with Philadelphia. So, yeah, guys, if you want to know how to communicate with us, hit us up on Reddit and Twitter. That I try to get a lot of these questions worked in if we can, uh, especially on these shows with a lot of buys, and we want to get some good conversation going.
1: Also, go to the Discord chat. I mean, if you just ask a question, someone will answer you instantaneously. You can also um, at me there. Um, I've been more active in the Discord chat this year.
0: I've been trying to do some more there as well. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for those uh, previews and thoughts. I hope everyone found that helpful. Uh, hit us up with more questions if you have more of them, and we'll try to maybe get a, a midweek show or something out there. Uh, moving on real quick. Uh, Mike, can you look up the head-to-head with Patreon? Because I have continued to have trouble looking up our head-to-head league. I want to at least mention these guys uh, before we move on as to who's who's leading the way. Left. I
1: but, sure can. All right, let's see. Apparently,
0: the Patreon league loves you more than me.
1: Well, I mean, everyone loves me more than you. Oh, um, why am I? Why did you bring me to week fifteen? Starting off, by the way, can I just complain about the fact that the my team um, page was broken this week on mobile? <laughs> I haven't complained about that. I, I I messaged you guys. It was just like like it was showing me like Leardom having nine. I was like, oh great. Like I thought Seattle like did poorly. And then I like, oh no, he has a two. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, super meta experience of uh, <sighs> watching an ad for the MLS app through the MLS app when I was watching a video. So that was
1: that was Shoot, I went to the wrong league and popped it out. All right, let's see the Patreon League. Um, the leader of the Patreon League is FC Star Fox.
0: Nice, I think that's row. Um,
1: yeah, and I think, um in the Discord chat, apparently he is leading um, the Bundesliga as well. So, apparently you are much smarter than us. <laughs> we, we should have you on the show, not us.
0: Well, uh, send us a message, FC Starfox, and we'll see if we can get that worked out. Uh, happy to have people, especially Patreon fans, uh, supporters on the show at times. So, we'll see what we can do. Um, just got a message on Twitter from Ashley Savage asking about hearing a female perspective on the podcast it was so close so close we had we had a female guest lined up uh now that's actually uh something i try to do every year i'd, I'd like to get get more <laughs> female voices on the show to talk about us um uh abby will be with us next month because we already have tim lined up but uh yeah uh, i'm trying i'm trying so thanks for for asking and uh, don't worry we're i'm doing what i can for that uh we had uh mls female on here last week not last week last year as well, so i will try.
1: And if you know someone who's in the fantasy community and who would be willing to join us and co-host, we do this like Mondays, um, nine thirty Eastern time. Um, so you know, hit us up on the on um, on any of the social media platforms we just discussed. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely always looking for co-hosts because I'm, I'm sure y'all are tired of listening to me and Blaine. <laughs> in our term, yeah. and,
0: and apparently Abby, Abby has been a top 75 player the past three seasons. So Abby, we may have you on the show. So look for a message. So,
2: yeah. Um, I want to follow that up with fantasy boss, uh, work. Uh, if you're a female writer and you want to contribute something by all means, let us know. Um, we don't have a, female perspective on that team at the moment either, and we would love to have you out there. Um, It's always nice to get the other perspectives in here, and final thing on this is when Beard Care Club did decide to sponsor us, we wanted to make sure beforehand that they were beardless and female friendly. This is not just a men's only club over here, so we wanted to make sure that was there. Um, There has been some talk behind the scenes of either first half of the season first spring season or fall season having a specifically male and female giveaway on one of the patreon leagues or whatever for so we can get some of that going and so come out join the patreon let us know you're there we don't I don't know who all the female presence is in the group, but yeah, definitely reach out to us. Cause I know there's a few female only leagues out there on MLS soccer as well. So they, and they've got the chat features that they can turn on. So it's a good way to connect there. So just let us know if you're out there.
0: We're basically in our plug section right now. So Mike, anything else from you?
1: Uh, no, that's it for right now.
0: All right. And you can catch everything that I do over at MLS Uh, Also usually weekly on United States of Soccer on Sirius XM with Jason Davis talking about fantasy. And don't forget to sign up for the MLSsoccer.com newsletter, the fantasy newsletter that I send out, Uh, especially if you're a new player. Try to touch on lots of questions, but would love to have the veteran players uh, chime in as well with just uh, just anything that they want to hear about. I try to put a bit more personal touch on it. Uh, last week I talked about when to follow value. haven't decided on what it's going to be this week. Maybe talking about, sorry, last week talked about form. Maybe talking about value or maybe talking about how to handle a buy week. So just, just some of those basic things and, and just insights that people want to know. Uh, finally, check out everything over at reddit.com. You can get lots of information there as well as over at Discord. Thank you so much and good luck.